Welcome everybody, Filibuster Freestyle, it is your buddy Gavin. Groundhog Day 2023, and ironically on Groundhog Day, which also was a Bill Murray movie back in the 90s, we're bringing on Andy Maslin basically the day after Tom Brady has announced his retirement for the second time. Andy was actually on last year around this time because Brady retired for the first time on the same exact day, February 1st. And during the 2022 edition of the pod and the Tom Brady retirement, Andy Maslin and myself both correctly picked that he was not done. He would come back and play. In fact, we all know that he did. And so now basically a year to the day of that pod, and you can go back in the archives, filibusterfreestyle.com or anywhere you get your podcasts, scroll backwards a year, you'll see it. We predicted Brady retires, but we'll come back and he did. We're bringing Andy Maslin back again today. We'll talk a little bit of that Brady thing, which wasn't the plan. We're also going to talk about Boston Bruins, President's Cup in the NHL, the team with the best regular season record. It's not actually a distinction that teams want because a lot of times the team with the best regular season record in the NHL doesn't actually make it even to the conference final, let alone to the Stanley Cup final or hoisting the cup itself. So I want to talk to Andy about that. Andy played hockey at a high level for a long time. And finally, or at least in my notes, finally, talk about Novak Djokovic tying Rafa Nadal for the most men's Grand Slam titles of all time at 22. We'll go from there. Here comes the theme song on the other side. Probably an ad read for Pop Sketch Designs and Andy Maslin. Both very, very exciting things. Make sure you check out Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram at Pop Sketch Designs. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, like I said, before we bring Andy Maslin in, Pop Sketch Designs has the gear you need for St. Patrick's Day, as well as the Celtics gear that you or the Celtics fan in your life needs in general and or for St. Patrick's Day. www.etsy.com slash shop slash pop sketch designs to order any Celtics gear or any of the other gear that pop sketch designs have been working on. Follow me on Instagram, like I said before the theme song, at pop sketch designs. You will thank me for it. Let's bring in Andy Mass. Oh, yeah. It's been too long, my friends, but Andy Maz is back on the freestyle. Andy Maz live from the sound booth, right? From, I'm in the sound booth, a.k.a. the closet, because I have a kid sleeping. I don't know if your kid's sleeping or not, but you're in the, you're in the sound booth as well. How the heck are you? Well, yeah, my, my, my sound booth I need to be in, and it's funny how things have evolved over the years. You're in your sound booth with a kid. Me, my problem is if I go upstairs in my house, my kid is sleeping. If I go downstairs in my house, my wife is sleeping or interrupting me, and she'll yell at me for being too loud upstairs or down. So I'm in the booth. Well, shout out to the booth. Who makes your booth? Not Subaru. What do you got? Uh, Ford, uh, the F-150 booth. The F-150, Ford F-150 booth. That's America's favorite truck, I think. Unofficial sponsor of the week. The no, number one selling automobile in America. Well, there you go. And sound booth, probably, for guys like yes. you and me. Uh, awesome. Well, listen, we got a lot to get to. I, I actually briefed the folks on everything but the fact that you have a wild card political take. So, ladies and gents, stick the heck around for that. But first... As I mentioned in the very brief uh, intro before the theme song, 
A year ago, Tom Brady retires for the first time. A year ago, you and I happened to do a pod around that time. A year ago, we correctly predict in the title of that podcast, he's going to come back, and he did. He retired again yesterday without any you know circumstance or anything else in terms of uh, pomp. And uh, most people think he's done for real, including himself. I just want to ask you right now, do you think he's done done, or do you think there's a sliver of hope if there's an injury or a, a shift that we haven't seen yet? Um, well, my hot take yesterday, I may, I forget if I texted you. I, I don't think, think the so. Only way, the only way he comes back is if he teams up with The Rock and comes back in the XFL as part owner of the league. Oh, see, you did not text me that. That is an excellent hot take. Uh, and I actually think that is something where um, I, I think Brady can still compete in the NFL. Yeah, totally. I don't think he can. I don't think he can be the top level quarterback he's in. But I think he could go to the XX, XFL and bring Gronk and Edelman with him, wow. who probably at this point can't compete at the to keep a spot in the NFL, but could do it in the XFL. Wow. I don't actually think that's going to happen, but I think it's a great, great conspiracy. It's theory. an unbelievable theory, and just coming up with that is, honestly, what you came up with is a better script than whatever the hell 80 for Brady is about. Um, but but uh, honestly, yeah. I, I think he's done. Um, and, and when he came back last year, I, I think especially in hindsight, seeing everything that was going on with his wife, you know, you see, you see all the, you know, the pundits and, and the, you know, the, the hot takes on Twitter that he got divorced because, because he came back to the NFL. Most divorces don't happen overnight or quickly. I'm sure he was dealing with personal problems yeah. um, at the time and thought, maybe thought, Hey, if I retire, maybe I can fix my marriage or deal with the repercussions of getting divorced and deal with all the legal ramifications and monetary, uh, and parenting, you know, ramifications yeah, go along with yeah. it. And then he just kind of saw, Hey, this isn't going to work. Uh, I'm just going to go play football because my marriage is over anyways. There you go. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I mean, he said he was going to play at least 45. He's now played until he's 45. He'll be 46. I believe in the summer. He did everything he said he was going to do. Dude, I keep coming back to your idea about The Rock. I mean, the problem with the XFL twice now has been like the play isn't good, the players aren't good, the players aren't famous, the fans don't care in the stands, let alone on TV. And with The Rock, who's like the most popular guy out there besides Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of social media, and with Tom Brady, who's a bona fide superstar, a bona fide legend, and has a reason to say, hey, I'm going to play in a minor league football because I'm an old guy. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I love the reality. I love the reality base of that take because that actually makes more sense than going back to the NFL in some ways. Well, and, and, you know, we're talking as it is reality and it's not. Tom Brady's been very guarded on what he does for media, whether right. it's podcasts, right. TV hits, whoever it is. If he, and if he was to go in the XFL and open that up, he could just go on everyone and just saturate every form of media with Tom Brady going to the XFL. Right, because he's held it back Everyone for so would know about it, yeah. That's true. The other thing he could do, not that the WWE still owns it, but he could just go heel. You know, <laughs> he could just turn into yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, he'd go rogue and, and, and play a character. But no, you're right. Everybody would want a piece 
of all the folks who he didn't get um, a piece to over 25, 23 years. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And on the other, uh, in, in a real thing, I, there's, what, what is his deal with? Is it Fox? Isn't it something like crazy at like $30 million? Yeah, it's like 30 million bucks a year for like 10 years. And he does some like public, uh, personal services work as well, which is, Listen, that's like two or three stockholders meetings a year, probably, right? So yeah, and I, and I think that that thirty million probably involves a lot of the stuff that Brady's done in the past with his fate, you know, uh, his Facebook series, and I'm sure there's going to be some TV twelve stuff mixed in there. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Fox put a little pressure on him and said, "Come on, man, yeah, come on." And and the longer Brady plays at not such a high level, it it takes a little shine off him. I think right. Well, and also the other thing is, uh, um, what's his name? Oh my God, Greg, uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Greg Olson. My bad. He, He's a friend of mine, Greg Olson. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a cane, you're a cane, it's all a big deal. You uh, know? I, I, I've been at the Village Pump with Greg Olson twice, so he's a cr- close personal friend. And, and Lauderdale by the Sea, and a wonderful establishment. That's a great That's a great thing. Uh, man of the people and also a hell of an announcer. And honestly, you give him one more year in that, in that number one slot, and it might be really awkward to put Brady in there if he stinks. Kind of like when they gave Jason Witten all that money and he stunk. Uh, clearly, Brady's got a lot more, a lot more gravitas than any football player ever, including... Jason Witten, Greg Olson, Tony Romo, list goes on. But yeah, I'm sure Fox is like, if we're going to give you, th- you know, thirty million, three hundred million dollars over the next ten years, let's start the clock, guy. You know? Yeah, and I think there is something about that playing for that third team. You know, right. uh, and I, Tampa's in no position to contend. Um, Brady doesn't want to play for a team that's not very good. Uh, playing on a third team just kind of changes a, a lot. You know, like. Right. Well, the second iteration yeah. worked because he won a Super Bowl there. So it's yeah. like he was right. You know, he was right. And that won't take any shine off what he did in New England. They were ready to move on. Mathematically, it made sense. And then Brady had more in the tank. And certainly the team he had last year, and the team he had two years ago, was one that could put you deep into the playoffs if you played well. And this year that wasn't the case. So it makes sense. I think he's done too. But I, I do want to take that victory lap. Like I told folks, go back in the archive and look at what we titled the pod. We were right. He did retire. He did come back. And I think this time you're right. Barring some kind of a fantastical move like you mentioned with The Rock, which is a great take, uh, I think he's done too. Okay. Let's get into – listen, you've been both a lawn and sports and racket sports expert as well as a hockey expert – you have more experience in hockey. I want to get your take as somebody who played and as somebody who follows the sport. You know, the President's Cup winner, uh, the best regular season team in the NHL, very rarely even makes the conference finals or the Stanley Cup finals, let alone wins the Cup. What do you make about everybody thinking that the Bruins being, quote, a wagon is a good thing when history has kind of shown us that, like, the best regular season team might actually burn themselves out before the playoffs happen. And where do you see that affecting the Bruins? And I just want your take on all of that. You know, the Bruins themselves, the Bruins' ability to defy the odds if they do win the President's Cup, but also do you advise them to maybe sandbag it a little bit? Um, Well, first I'll say my overall take in sports, and I kind of started crafting this theory the year the Patriots went undefeated and lost the Super Bowl. Yep. 
Winning a championship is extremely hard in any sport. Super hard. And you and you can argue there's arguments for both sides in hockey and you know especially hockey where it's a physical sport in, in basketball with seven game series. You can argue that sometimes yeah the best team will win, but there's also more injuries. And then when you talk about the NCAA tournament, the college football playoff, uh, the NFL playoffs, one game anything can happen. So in all sports, winning the championship is extremely hard. Yes. And my theory is not the best team does not necessarily always win. Right. Um, the thing with the President's Trophy, I did, I think the Bruins are at a point where I I think if they were in a spot, I don't think they care about the President's Trophy all that much. Right. I think the 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 caveat could be if they're in a spot to be the the winning is most winning regular season team of all time. Got it. So going for real that history. Could, yeah. That 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 could sway them. But also that's not that's also kind of a weird record because when hockey switched to no ties, teams tend to end up with more points anyways. Correct. Um and the President's Trophy winning, in, in general, I don't think most teams care about winning the President's no, Trophy. No, not at all. But they, then they, I think they, it's they, a can, they, can, they care about the home ice, which which will make a difference. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, the Bruins have come up to most of a most of a lead. I don't think they should sandbag it. They are an older team, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play down the stretch. Yes. Um, Allmark um, has been better this year than he was last year. He was good last year. He's been great this year. Yeah. But he didn't play great in the playoffs last year. So no. I, I, it's going to come down to that. And it's going to come down to, you know, the Bruins, like, the, the first-round matchup is not going to be very difficult. But their second-round matchup is either going to be Toronto, or, you know, if things go as we assume they will. It's right. either going to be Toronto or Tampa. Either one of the two tough opponents. If any three of those teams came out of the the East, one of one of those three teams came out of the East, no one's going to be surprised. Very, very true. Toronto's good, and and I honestly think not only has Tampa been great for the last three, four years, but they seem to have the Bruins not have their number, but definitely play them as tough as anybody. Yeah, well, the the thing is, Tampa, and I watched the Bruins Tampa game the other night. I, 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 with ESPN, ESPN Plus, I've probably watched more Bruins games this year than I have in the past five years combined, just because I can, I can just put it on my phone and stream it to the TV, you yep. know, no problem. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've watched a lot of Tampa games because I'm in the Tampa, the Tampa market, um, Hockey Bay, as they would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, worst nickname in sports, Hockey Bay. You be the thunder, we'll be the lightning. <laughs> yeah. The thunder, the thunder, <laughs> the lightning and the thunder. Um, Phenomenal. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is still the best goalie on the planet. He is. He, I agree. He's, he's, he's so good. He's so good. And, and, and when the Bruins, when anyone play them, if, if he's on his game, you have to play a perfect game to beat them. I mean, I think the Bruins are clearly the best team in the league. They're playing the best. Um, they're, they're playing well together. When guys do get hurt, younger guys or role players are playing their role. I think that's the best thing the Bruins have going for them this year is is all four lines know their role. All four lines are um, are contributing in their own way. And even the third and fourth line are scoring timely goals. Like the Bruins, if you look at the Bruins in some past years, 
some of these fourth line guy, third and fourth line guys end up with three and four goals. This year, they're all going to be, you know, in double digits, if not close to it. Um, so, so that's the difference. I mean, the, the thing on the Bruins, like I said, Allmark has to play like he has in the regular season. He's going to have to play that way in the playoffs. Yep. And they're, they're a little thin on the back end, to be honest. You know, they're, they're top heavy yeah. up there. Yeah. They're top, they're top heavy with, uh, with McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm. Uh, it, it's just, it, 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 and the thing about Tampa, and, and I feel like the Bruins are a little more this, better this way, and this is why Toronto never wins. Tampa's heavy, and, and in a seven-game series, just weight, physicality-wise, toughness-wise, that makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of what the Blues had going for them a few years ago, I feel like. Yeah. If the if the Bruins could have put the the Blues away early, uh, obviously they would have won the series. But as each game in that series, you just saw the physicality of the Blues be able to take over the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Tampa obviously is bring that brings that because they, I mean, what did they win two cups in a row and they were in a third final, right? I mean, they've been yeah, they've been alligator yeah. blood, you know, you know. Yeah, and I, I think if if my memory serves correctly, the year before they won the cup was the year they were the best team in the league and ran into Columbus with uh, Bobrovsky and that for Columbus who stole a series from them. That's right. And that's the other and thing, was- though, about hockey is even in the first round, you could run into a goalie like that on fire and be screwed. And that's, again, yeah. it's hard to win a championship for that reason. Like a goalie standing on his head for five games, six games, seven games, it's tough to beat that guy even if you're a better team. And think about it. Like, all we'll deal with Vasilevsky. And my prediction is that Toronto actually loses in the first round. I don't, I think okay. their goaltending falls apart. Um, but I, you think about the Bruins in Tampa. They're so close um, that all Vasilevsky has to do is steal one game or two games. Because right. Tampa's naturally, you know, just with the matchup, is going to win one or two anyway. You know, they say they're going to win two anyways, just based on the matchup with Vasilevsky playing average. He steals two games. That's the series. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Good point. Wow. Yeah. Especially if it's early, especially if the like uh, if the game that he's not playing great, if you know the Bruins goaltending yeah. also isn't great, and then they steal that one, and then he locks it up the rest of the way. Yeah. Then you know the margin for he's not going to have three bad games. He's not going to even have two bad games, right? I mean. Yeah. And then if he has one bad game, two average games, and then three incredible games, they're winning in six. You know. So. Yeah. Okay, that's good stuff. Uh, so you Gav don't money, think, the ma- Gav money, the math guy. You know, math, math and stuff. Speaking of math, yeah. let's talk about 22 majors for your guy, the Joker. Novak Djokovic, number one, he should have 24, but as I like to chronicle, refused to get vaccinated last year. Okay. Um, but but it maybe would have won, maybe wouldn't have won. That was one that Rafa got, so that hurts him directly. It's a two-match two, two swing, if you will. But then, of course, the 2021 U.S. Open when he throated a line judge with a ball and out of frustration, he was going to win that tournament. So, number one, uh, the guy should probably have at least 23, if not 24. He now does have 22. Nadal was clearly injured in his second-round match. But the next major is the French, which is his home in terms of where he's done the most damage. I'm no longer really worried about which man is going to have the most. I, I can't see how Joker doesn't get out of here with the most. But do you think it's, even though he's kind of given two back, that he's going to take out, take out Margaret Court's 24? I think absolutely. I want to hear what you have to think or have to say. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had this discussion and I said it was a lock. Yes, exactly. Now, and then some things happened. Now, 
Right. Now I'm not. So, I'll, okay, if he gets one more, he will get enough to beat them. Right. You, you know, to, to beat her. If, if he gets one, I think he'll get, you know, three he'll, or four. He'll find a way, yeah. It's, it's, it's that, that next one that he has to get and kind of to bring him, bring him back up. But there, the other thing is there, there's, you know, his biggest competitor is age. Yes. There's no one in the, the up-and-comers that are going to be dominant. No, and, they're, they're all as good as each dominant. other. And they're all as good as Djokovic is like now, but Djokovic is still Djokovic, and he's he and Rafa and obviously Roger back when he was playing well. You know they are singular in their own generation. They're singular in this generation, but now they're in their late thirties, and so the twenty-two-year-old guys are going to have the ability to be there. But like you said, the mental edge, if they're healthy enough to get through the matches, is on the guys who've done this twenty-two times. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it would it would it would be it would be a, a stone cold lead pipe lock if he wins the French. Yeah. Yes. Because that way he gets the he gets the next one. He gets the one that he's most likely to not get because of Rafa if Rafa's healthy. And honestly, Wimbledon's his best surface. Um, so if he gets the French, I can't see him not because he ties Margaret Court with two more. Um, yeah, you know, Serena obviously is the next one for him or Ralph at a tie at 23. And I, I want to go out there and I didn't really care for Margaret Court basically waiting until Serena retired to talk smack. Um, yeah. And I, I now is kind of like, well, everybody always forgot about you anyway, because I was everybody's always focused on these three guys and then Serena. So let's just have one of these two guys who can still do it if not both of them, but I don't think Rafa's got three more in him, uh, surpass you. Um, And then you can fade into Bolivian, as Mike Tyson once said. Yeah, no, no, okay. Um, With Margaret Court and the talking, you know, talking a little smack about Serena, and we talk about Joker, who who in in the, I would say, in the public perception, um, with likability, you would say Nadal and Federer are above him. Much higher Q, much higher Q ratings, absolutely. Yeah. So what if he went full heel turn and and um, when he if he does beat her, gives like the old DX sign from WWE and interaction at Margaret Court? I'll tell you what, I'm already <laughs> starting to come around on wanting Joker to do this. I already have come around. Excuse me. I've already made my peace with you know what he is who he is and I got to just sit back, I got to sit back and marvel at the tennis and number three if he goes after like this this lady in her seventies or eighties who lives in Perth Australia and uh, only surfaced to troll Serena last summer I am one thousand percent in on the anti-hero Novak Djokovic okay especially if he does it at the in Australia at the Aussie Open well here's the thing let's say this right he's one twenty two. He could literally, if he sweeps the year, he could win it, obviously. He could break her record at the U.S. Open. But if he drops even one of them and he comes back to Australia where he's won the most of anybody ever, I believe, certainly as a man, I think anybody, it would be amazing on in her home country to do the DX piece. Uh, that, would be, that would be the XFL and, and tennis joining forces. Yeah. Um, now, I you you've lived in New York and and you lived in the Northeast most of your life. Have you been to a U.S. Open? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've walked the ground slash kind of been there and like, I've never been inside the Arthur Ashe. I've never been inside yeah. the, uh, the new, what, what is it, Louis Armstrong, like with the retractable roofs, but I've seen, the, I've been around it. I've seen the buzz. I've, I've been on the grounds. I've been to some lower level matches because I was really, really poor when I was living in New York. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been there, but I have not like really experienced it the way, you know, I probably would now if I could, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, with the incredible wealth of the filibuster freestyle. Yeah, now, yeah. now basically, I take the filibuster freestyle helicopter. We land it right <laughs> on the roof, and we just go right in. I just can't because you know I'm, I'm on parental leave. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. That's the only reason I can't take the helicopter. Yeah, the hel- helicopter is is used used for for baby use only. Correct. Only only the producer. Of the show, Charlotte gets to ride in the helicopter now. It's unfortunate. Yes. But that's yes. in her contract, and I can't change it now, you know? Yeah, hey, hey. You had to sign that deal to get it done. I yeah, she, she signed an, she wanted an 18-year contract and use of the filibuster freestyle helicopter. And I said, okay, 18 years, but not a penny more. And Yeah, you, you got to make concessions to get the deal signed. Yeah, I, I said, helicopter's yours, but 18 years, and then, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a team option for the 19th year, not a player option. Yeah. So, you know? She wanted a front-loaded contract. She got one. You know, that's all. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, so was there, you asked the question about New York, sorry, and the U.S. Open. Um, what a place for him to do it. If he gets the, if he gets a Joker slam and a calendar slam and beats Margaret Court, wow. Like, yeah, it, it, it would, it would cement him. As the GOAT. Uh, uh, as the GOAT. Because yeah. right now the GOAT thing is still subjective because one, he's tied with somebody else, but two, People have already been in their lane of, you know, Feather, Federer was the most, like, beautiful to watch. Rafa is, like, the best competitor. And Joker is, like, probably actually the best tennis player. Um, but if he gets 25 and does a calendar slam, which no one's done since Rod Laver, and beats Margaret Court, he's the GOAT. And then if he goes DX well, and, well, and wait, tells her to screw wait. on TV, then wait, he's the GOAT. Even, do you do you even think it would be competitive for him to beat Margaret Court? I think if they got on the court together, no matter what surface it is, Joker's going to win. Oh, I don't know. I, I think she could be good on. I, I think she could be good on sand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. I think I think uh, definitely him doing it this late in something that's very possible right now um, would just cement him as the number one tennis player. Ever. And you know what? Honestly, it's like one of those begrudging things where because he was the one to kind of catch momentum third of these three guys, I think most people, unless you were predisposed to liking him because, you know, you're you're Serbian as well, or you're you know, you're you were contrarian and you wanted the third option or whatever. Um most people wanted to make excuses why he wasn't better than those other two guys. And if He's yeah, now there, level. There, there was so many factors working against him. Yes, you know, exactly. Be, be, like you said, being Serbian, kind of joining that trio third. Um, Federer being Mr. Luxury, we'll say. Um, Nadal just being so dynamic on clay. You know, there's everyone else seems to have something, and Joker is just a great tennis player. It's a little bit, honestly, I wasn't planning to say this tonight, but like, like nobody wanted to give Tom Brady the goat status. It was always either like Manning's better 
Um, but Brady happens to win more. His teams are better. Or Montana was perfect. And it's like, okay, but Montana lost a bunch of NFC championships and a bunch of... And and then Brady won the fourth and then the fifth and then the sixth and then went to a new team, won the seventh. And it's like, okay, you know what? I don't... Anybody who says that Montana was better than Brady at this point, you, you, just, you were never going to change your mind. I mean, so we're... I didn't plan on giving a rant tonight, but here's a rant. I am so sick of hearing Montana was perfect in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was, but he did not get there all the time. Yeah, he no-showed he it. He no-showed it. all the time. You don't get... Cre- I mean... You can't get credit for not losing a Super Bowl when you when you weren't there. You know, like like it's not like you I mean, and, Andy, and you and I are undefeated in the Super Bowl, Bowl too, right? Like you and I have never I mean, is lost. Bra- is, is Brad Johnson is Trent Dilfer a better quarterback than Tom Brady because they haven't lost the Super Bowl? Correct. No, they're not. It's it's just absolutely beyond ridiculous. And Joe Montana doesn't like Rudy. He is against Dan Rudiger. So we've done with Montana. We're done with him. I like that, but my but 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 again, it's like it took Brady like the Herculean, like he had to go so far beyond what the others did, and that's kind of uh, yeah, what Joker. It, that's what that's where Joker is at right now. But Joker's on the cusp of doing it, and I got to give the guy credit for it. I gotta, you know, I've definitely, you know, either openly or not openly, had him as my third favorite by far. In fact, I even I like other guys more than him, but. Hey, he's he's kept putting it together, and despite his own demons of again, yeah. frustrated, yeah, getting he, I mean, getting he, frustrated, he, getting kicked out of a tournament, not getting vaxxed, going you know, which again, yeah, it's not the vax thing; is that he made it about himself into a federal like news story, like that. Oh, yeah. poor me, poor Novak Djokovic, I'm in asylum. It's like you're a billionaire, dude. Shut up. But it, on the tennis court, you're a genius, and I got to give it to you. And how different do you think it would be? And obviously, that's an individual sport. But if it was a different sport, if it was a football, a hockey, a basketball, how much do you think te- tennis kind of being more of a, more of a gentleman's sport plays into that? Oh, probably a lot. Probably a lot. Yeah, I think probably a lot. Because honestly, both both Federer and Nadal somehow are just they, they don't have the outbursts that most tennis players have because they get so damn frustrated because it's. You can only blame yourself out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're very Derek Jeter esque when it comes to yeah. No and so in a sport like tennis, that's, a, that's appreciated, right? And then yeah. But then you look at guys like Nick Kyrgios, who a lot of talent, but a lot of temper and not a lot of consistency. But he's must see TV, and, and then it's kind of like, so why is he must see TV, and the other guys are perfect for not being exciting at all in terms of emotional outbursts? And then here's Joker in the middle as the best player ever who gets mad sometimes, which all tennis players do besides those two guys. And it's like, why is he penalized? It's like, he's being held to a, a different standard for both being better than most people, but also not immune to being frustrated. Honestly, you know, I've kind of reevaluated. I mean, sorry if the guy's human, you know, even though I don't love the guy off the court, what he's doing on the court is historic. And it's about to be even more historic, most likely. Uh, relative to him and Nadal, because Nadal's body, I just think, is very close to being done. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Rafa, if you listen to this, we're still big fans. Oh, we're Ra- not Rafa's, you out, uh, Rafa, Rafa's unbelievable. I mean, the guy is no quit. The guy literally is no quit. Like I don't think he is the tennis player, certainly that Djokovic is, and certainly not that Federer was. But he's very damn close. He's very crafty, and he just never ever, ever, ever gives up. And like, that's, that's what we tell our kids. That's what we tell, you know, people just like, don't quit. And the dude literally rescues matches from like the perils of death 
because he yeah. just never quits. And that's so admirable, right? Like it's so admirable. So yeah, huge Rafa fan, but I don't think he's winning 25. No. But I think Joker might. I think Joker would be, I think if Joker hadn't screwed himself over twice, he, I mean, one, he'd be sitting on 24. And two, I think we're talking about, can he get 27, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right, let's go into it. Uh, but before we do, political rants coming up. But Andy, your boys, Drilling Threes, coming back March 4th in Massachusetts, Holliston, Mass. Anthony's on the green, 8 p.m. Do you have, off the cuff, I didn't ask you to prepare for this, a favorite Drilling Threes story uh, or any type of Drilling Threes anecdote to help me sell this show? Uh, drilling Threes, um, some people will call them America's best or America's favorite party band. Sure. I would call them the world's best party band. That is what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, drilling, you, you, you go to a Drilling Three show, I want to say you don't know what to expect, but you do know what to expect. You are going to be entertained. That's all you can ask um, um, when I, when I met, when I met the boys from Drilling Threes and, and Gav Money, you know what? They were out of college already or just done with college. Yes. And, and the next generation of college students from Worcester State on, was it Tuesday nights? At Tuesday nights, up? Tuesday nights, bottoms Tuesday up. Tuesday nights at bottoms up. I stepped right back in and said, these are the guys. They were the talk of the town. Um, every time they play, pure excitement. Uh, and you know what? You know why you got to go to this show? You want to know why? We all need to know if Gav Money can still fly. Wow. There it is. There and it is. I hope, I hope that somebody has a birthday that night because there's a special song that can be sung for them. Well said. And if anybody's birthday is March 4th, get your butt down to Anthony's on the Green House, Massachusetts. 8 p.m., baby. Saturday night, March 4th. No cover, but we will have gear. So buy the gear and we'll be, we'll call it even. All right, Andy, great job selling the promo. Let's talk politics. Why the heck not? You live in Florida, by the way, and a lot of a lot of crazy stuff's going on with your governor down there. Um, uh, don't even know if you're allowed to talk about it with the, uh, you know, uh, fascist-like rule that's happening. But that's as my long opinion. As, I don't say, as long as I don't say, I'll be fine. Got it. Exactly. Well, um, what, do you, what do you got? Um, so this is actually funny because my rant is actually against our current president, Joe Biden. Okay. I live in a crazy state with a crazy governor, um, with crazy groups of people that all they want to do is argument, argue about DeSantis versus Trump, both, both very polarizing in Florida. But I was just scrolling through Twitter today, and, and President Biden, who I'll take over Trump, but I'm not thrilled with the job he's doing. Okay. Um, um, is putting into legislation like uh, I, uh, let me find let me find the exact word here speakerphone so I can find it on Twitter I had it up um, and just little little inside the biz uh, my headset didn't sound that good so we went to the phone yes um, he's putting in legis- legislation about hidden junk fees his administration is cracking down on these fees for hardworking Americans and what he's talking about is. Um, resort fees at hotels. Okay. Oh, oh, hold on. Try to go. Resort fees at hotels. Airlines charging you for um for choosing your seat. Yes. And bags. Um, gyms and cable companies charging you to to um, terminate your agreement. Okay, I hate paying all those things. Well, that's good. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like spending money unless it's for something I enjoy. But one, 
I think that is just government interfering in business. Okay. Two, when you fly Spirit Airlines, you know what you're signing up for. If you wanted a good experience and everything to be included, you'd fly something else. You'd hmm. pay for that. Um, when you join um, Planet Fitness for nine ninety nine a month, you know you're doing it because it's bottom of the barrel money. I, I just it it in some. I, I, I think it's government overreach. I think these are business practices that if you do not want to pay these fees or do these things, don't get involved with this business. 90% of this stuff is not hidden. And all it's going to do is up the prices for everybody. I see. These hotels, the, the overall, they're not going to lose out on that revenue. We're all still going to pay for it. Hey, maybe it will be more transparent. But once this law is passed, they're just going to find a way around it again. I just, I, I just do not like any of it. I just think it's something kind of stupid. It's one of those things. It's something kind of, kind of ridiculous for our government to be involved in when there is so much going on right now. Well, that's fair. I mean, I think to your point, there's a lot going on, and well, I'll, I'll just, I'll switch the topic, but I'll, I'll keep it on. You know, the government in general, and you know, either sides of the duopoly of the two major political parties, they love it when they have an adversary. And the only thing that kind of brings them together is when there's something like the NCAA and they're like, Oh, everybody hates that. Let's both yell at that thing. Right. It's like, yeah. so the junk fees or any other thing that's been done is kind of a, a something for the working man or something for the whomever. Again, it's kind of like, Oh, that's an ease. It's, it's a, it's a win. And then no one really questions necessarily oh but what does that mean for all air fees so again i but i definitely think that whenever they waste taxpayer money on let's yell at the ncaa or let's yell at uh taylor uh ticketmaster well and ticketmaster was listed in this thing and i think the taylor swift and the springsteen and a couple of these big um concert tours going on right now um, with this dynamic pricing and fees and things like that. I think that's kind of what sparked. That kind of started it, right, exactly. And so it's... And, and, and all I'll say about that, it's like, listen, yeah, everyone had problems with the Taylor Swift tickets, but she sold out every single one of her shows. It's not like people didn't get tickets. It's just that there was an overwhelming demand. And they were just mad about it. Like, you know, which yeah. rightfully so to a lot of, you know, from the price standpoint. But again, it's it's the same thing. It's like if you don't want to spend that kind of money, don't go to Taylor Swift. Um, but of course, then you know it got so much groundswell that Taylor, who doesn't need the money, is just like, yeah, I'm I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the government's like, oh, let's let's tag us in. Let's let's get after it. So it's yeah. I mean, again, but to your point, and that the one I'm agreeing with the most is there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in the country. That's a lot more serious than fees and not that fees, you know, not that, you know, predatory business tactics aren't good, but there are things going on that are even, you know, maybe more impactful, more heinous, more whatever. And I can see where you'd be like, why don't we spend time on that? Yeah. I, I just, I, I just feel like the, it, it, I'm not even one of these people. It is not, Florida is not getting to my brain, but <laughs> where, but where do we stop? You know, when he starts doing that, does he then go to um, a car dealership and say, 
you can't charge $60,000 for the car. Does he go to a college, colleges and say, here's the limit on tuition? They're private businesses. They get it. You know, hey, if you want to link it to something like you can't get government grants or you can't get government funding for this, if you're having these fees, that's fine. Because then it's then the then the private company makes the a decision. Board of directors, CEO gets to decide, OK, well, this government money is important to us. So we're going to eliminate this. And, and I think my, my big thing about it is it's not going to help the consumers at all. The prices are going to be just as high. You know, they're not going to lose that revenue. Got it. And that's probably, you know, that's, here's the thing. In a, in a capitalist society, the companies are not going to lose the revenue. No, they're, they're not. And, and, and they, they shouldn't because we, we are a capitalist society. That is exactly what our, you know, part of the things our country was founded on. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm with you in terms of uh, you can't legislate everything. And even when you do, I mean, again, if you look at legislating everything, you get back into like essentially socialism, communism, and fascism are almost so far apart that they come back around the other side of the circle. They're next to each other, which is they're extreme, right? So, yeah. um, you know, if there's one party, whether it's Chinese communism or whether it's, you know, fascism, it's taking choice away. It's taking freedom away. And it's basically telling you, we know how to live your life better than you live your life. And so to your point, if junk fees are that, no, not by themselves. But, you know, again, at some point people be responsible for their own money and their own actions too. So I can see it. And I, you know, I, I always appreciate the debate and I always appreciate the hot, you know, the hot take express. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. I saw that. I was scrolling Twitter when I was waiting for you to call. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, you know, it's it's only fair to uh, you know, if it's on Twitter, it's part of the it's part of the newsfeed, you know. Twitter, Twitter is just such a cesspool, and that's that's about as well said as it gets. Andy Maz, let me ask you this. Yes. When's the next trip up north for you? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, so. Uh, I might, I might honestly, see honestly, we're, co- we're coming up on a year that, since I've been up there. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in all honesty, I went through um, a lot of the past five to six years, uh, a lot of health issues with my parents that led to them both passing away. And they were sure. both at different times. So over the past, you know, so the past six years, Every bit of my vacation time was spent, going or here. my time off was spent going to deal with something with that, um, whether sickness or death. Um, and we really didn't have a lot of time, much time to do do things as a family or real vacations. So uh, in the past year, we focused on that a little bit. There's no trip on the books right now. Um, possibly, um, possibly this fall. But probably not. And then kind of the holiday time, well, um, let me think of a way to put this. Well, Christmas is still magical. We will not be traveling up there at the holidays. That's fair. So, I mean, it sounds like the freestyle is going to come down. If I can get used to the helicopter, I'll come down and see you. That's Yeah, well, yeah. But, you're, I mean, do you need me to call Charlotte? Yeah, if you could maybe negotiate that I can get the helicopter back. Yeah, you I know. mean, I've heard, I've heard that she does take some bribes of Cheerios and, and such. Yep, Cheerios, 
you know, really into into uh, pears now, you know. So oh, okay, okay. All the uh, all the good stuff. All the classics. The classics. Playing the hits. We're playing the hits. All right, Andy Mass. Stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Everybody, filibuster freestyle. You heard it here first. Tom Brady to the XFL with The Rock, Julian Element, and Rob Gronkowski, and Andy Maslin exclusive. Filibuster freestyle. Check it out and follow uh, follow our friends at Pop Sketch Designs at Pop Sketch Designs. Get yourself a gosh darn Celtic shirt for St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, Andy Mass. <laughs> Thank you, Gav Money.